Hey. Hi. I realized the other day that I think I start every single one of these. Hi. How hey. are you? Hi. Oh, so you try to throw it off with a hey? Yeah. And a, a pause you, like, for a you hi. to. I was really nasally. <laughs> hi from me. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Do that sound Good. natural? It sounds so natural. Oh. Um, we're both being like so chill, so natural today. Uh, honestly, it's pretty low energy in the studio today, I think. Um, 100%. We just call, call it like we see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the studio being my living room and your room. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I have a cat with a cone sitting uh, with me. You got me. a cat with a cone? Cat with a cone. Uh, the other I got cat. a bunny with no cone. You have a bunny with a Always what? on the move. <laughs> with no cone. Oh, well. Aren't you lucky? Uh, oh, and the other cat just wandered in. I'm sure he might be a little vocal because he's hungry and it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. But, excuse me, sir. He's like sniffing <laughs> around in my backpack. But, <laughs> anywho. Uh, yeah, a little low energy. We set a time per my, um, you know, I, I asked if you wanted to record today. I asked what time worked for you. And then I came home from work and one of my cats hasn't been feeling very well. And so, like, I think mm-hmm. to, it comforts him when he'll right. just, like, lay it's on your... Him. Yeah, it is. He, like, I'll, he'll just come <laughs> over and start purring. So, obviously, I'm not going to, like ignore him but then I basically end up just like laying down on my bed and he lays on my chest just purring and I was Mm -hmm. trying to read and then I was like I want to take a little nap and woke up like an hour later to being like so um (laughs) so um does this time still work for you yeah and I respond like 30 minutes later like (laughs) sure why not (laughs) isn't that like such a passive aggressive that's what I'll ping people when they're blowing me off on a call yeah. Like, hey, does this time still work? Yeah. So uh, thank you for your flexibility. And of thank you for listening to me eat my dinner uh, while we got ready for this. Right. You know, this is a very, <laughs> a very professional environment. It is and very professional. I'd appreciate if you didn't bring your snacks on mic next time. Okay. Well, we weren't on meal. mic, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was hearing you through your microphone. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, all I know is I'm going to candlelight yoga in a little bit. Ooh. And so I think I've really You're set the tone for my day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was telling Steph. I was like, honestly, it's the super slow yoga, super slow, super hot class. So if you really wanted to, you could just like melt in your mat, into your mat and like yeah. that's fine and i honestly might do that i don't know that actually sounds incredible my favorite naps while we're talking about sleepy things mm-hmm. are it's like your apartment is like really neutral like almost a little cold but then the sun's coming in through a window mm. and you're laying on a couch and like your face is getting warm from the sun i know i sound like a cat when i talk <laughs> about this i love cats so that's but fun. like i just really love being like warmed from the sun but inside a temperature controlled environment i feel like that's how i always wake up from naps it's like my body all of a sudden starts like overheating because the sun's shining directly on me man i love it that's what happened. I don't take many naps anymore. I mean, I try not to, but, you know, Mondays, Sometimes man. Sometimes things happen. Mondays, man. I could fall asleep. Uh, Should we just do that? <laughs> this is a really snoozy episode. To be fair, we brought a lot of energy last week. Uh, I was very prepared. You were. I had printouts. Had mechanical I pencils. Had, we both had mechanical pencils. Uh, and today, this is like the after hours show. Like, we're just taking it easy. I'm watching Paddington scurry around the apartment. Like, life's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching Niles just not move at all, as you pointed out, that he's pretty much just a statue. Oh. Maybe maybe we'll post so some pictures of the of the pets. So the pets, yeah. People understand what we're working with here. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to? How was your weekend? It was good. I took it pretty easy. Hung out with some friends. Um, I'm trying to think if I did anything exciting. I cleaned my apartment. Hung out with a few different people. Hmm meal prepped went to the grocery store nice 
Yeah, no, pretty pretty chill. Yeah, we uh, on Friday night I went to there's a bar in town, and the second Friday of every month they do uh, ladies' night, and it's 70s disco funk. Um, Love that. So and there's like pool tables there, so we, we went there and uh, danced, and I watched people play pool because I don't really care about pool. Um, and then Saturday, a friend had his birthday, so I went to that during the day and noped out of that nighttime <laughs> endeavor at like 6.30 p.m. Or Yeah, I think it was like either 6.30 or 7. I was like, oh, I haven't had dinner yet. I'm going to go have some dinner and then just never came back. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went to a brewery on Saturday. I was there from like... Uh, yeah, like two to six. And then I was like, ah, oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told everyone when I was leaving, I was like, I'm just going to go get dinner. Like, uh, let me know what you guys are up to. Maybe I'll come back out. And yeah, that was never going to happen. They had to know that was never going to happen. I know. Gonna that's happen. what Micah said in the, in the Uber. He was like, you just say that. Like, so it's not like, hey, guys, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go home. You're just like, mm-hmm. okay, I might come back. And then they know you never you're know. not going to come back. But <laughs> she might You're come leaving back. the door open, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, we did that. And then on Sunday, I went to um, the Hill Country to do some brewery and distillery tastings. I saw you at Desert Door. That's right. Shout out at Bon Appetit. Micah took the <laughs> um, the tour and after mm-hmm. I was, I'd, I'd taken it once before and afterwards I was like, oh, like, how'd you like it? And he was like, oh, it was fine. It was pretty much exactly like the Bon Appetit episode. And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> whatever. You're like, I've actually, mm, I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great name, Desert Door. It's very cool. Um, yeah. Sounds right. Ingrid goes west. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, now here we are. Did you watch the SAG Awards? I didn't. Yeah, me neither. But I did. I was keeping up, if that makes any Parasite cast. Um, Parasite cast is huge. And then all the other acting ones went to the people who have been kind of the front runners this whole time. As far as movies are concerned. Right. I saw. I don't care about television I this saw time of year. I've told you this. Catherine Zeta, Zeta <laughs> Jones and Renee Zellweger had like a little reunion backstage. What's your. S- the name on everybody. Uh, do you like Chicago? Be Roxy. Of course I do. I know. I was 10 and. <laughs> wait, no, it was 2000, wasn't it? I probably didn't see it until I was in middle school. But um, I, I want to like musicals. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there was, of course, the reunion of the ages. Some, <laughs> right. The internet. I oh. fully, I mean, it was like, I think, E! News, who I subscribed to on um, Facebook. But it was like right. a breaking news alert <laughs> that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were photographed, like, talking backstage. And the internet was... Okay dying and i was like they were also holding hands they were not a little holding bit. hands it was like a, so complicated it was like she was like tapping him like oh so great seeing you and he just kind of like tapped her back like it was not a romantic embrace everyone's when she out. is kind of walking away and his hand is still resting on hers meg <laughs> i don't really care about this but you that photo seem did like to care <laughs> I don't care about this, nor like stop and pretending that I care about this. <laughs> you seem to care, um, uh, which is fine, but yeah, I didn't watch the SAGs. I also did a little cleaning um, yesterday, or rather, I told myself I was going to get rid of clothes in my closet because my closet is like four sizes too small for. Mm-hmm. All of my Your closet's way too small for the life you lead. We'll just say. Honestly. Way too small Honestly. for the life you lead. And so my thought was <laughs> that I would go through and I would just get rid of stuff. And then I was like, why uh-huh. don't I just buy like a new storage uh, <laughs> I love contraption? This. I love this for you. <laughs> so I bought like, you know, it was like three. It's like a, a stand, I don't know, piece of furniture. I'm still like half asleep. And it's three cubes, and I got little <laughs> baskets. So then I like took out yeah. like my crop tops, my bodysuits, and like t-shirts. 
and I put them in this <laughs> Those thing. are two categories of clothing that you just listed that I don't have, like, maybe a single one. I got, I took out <laughs> at least, like, 35 hangers from my closet, and that's, um, that's bodysuits, that's crop tops, and that's t-shirts that are uh, not, like, my top-tier t-shirts. Right, And sweatshirts. So... So, thirty. That's a lot. <laughs> so, I know that no one else really cares about this, but there's actually a huge moment going on at my house right now, which is Paddington just binkied. What does that mean? <laughs> which is like a bunny thing where they like jump up and like shake their little booties up in the air, <laughs> and it means they're happy. And he hasn't done it before. Oh my god! And I'm thrilled because it means this. he's happy. <laughs> He, it's because he loves listening to your voice. I hope so. Although he does seem to calm down more when I do my voice from Oklahoma. Um, I, I think he likes when I'm doing Damon Duano more than when I'm doing me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Anyway, that's a very specific issue between me and my pet. It's a real pet-centric episode. Sorry, fans. Is this what we should just talk about? Do you want to just like, talk about our pets or... Right. <laughs> but for the most part, would be like, okay, he's in his box. I can't see him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, he's eating hay. Yeah. yeah. And he's okay, pooping. Okay, I might have to stop this. <laughs> As I've rambled on about, like, fucking nonsense, I feel like we should probably get on track a little bit. Let's go into our main discussion. We've burned 12 and a half minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, as my cat's just walking all over my computer. But okay, so we thought we would do like quick little synopsis review. God bless you, Many Miles. discussions. Um, Many discussions on the remaining movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. Yes. Um, I would, it's not to say that the reason why we didn't discuss them yet is because we didn't like them. No, it's just In fact, my intention was to do a whole episode on one of them. But you came up with this idea and I thought, that sounds easier. (laughs) Uh, And you thought, Megan is smart. (laughs) Actually, it might be, I'm... I think it'll be great. Uh, don't, don't be too excited. I know we're being mellow, but you don't have to be angry to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho. So, the remaining three movies that were nominated for an Academy Award um, are Knives 1917. Out. Oh, no. I just said Knives Out. Oh. That's not right. No. <laughs> no? 1917. No Knives Out. Ford vs. Ferrari. 19. 19- Correct. And The Irishman. And The Irishman. We did it. <laughs> Which of those movies do you think is most like Knives Out? Um, uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say nineteen seventeen. Like you know, there's like strategy and yeah, like, but and Odyssey. I mean, like only one of those is like fun. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Which one do you think is fun? Ford vs. Ferrari. Ferrari. I mean, wow. less for me than others, I'm sure, but. <laughs> I like Ford yeah. vs. Ferrari. Fine. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start with 1917. Yes. The new picture movie. Yes. Uh, from Sam Mendes. Yes. And cinematographer Roger Deakins. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's say former Mr. Kate Winslet. Mm. Um, I mean, what a power couple. Wow. You know? Yeah. I feel like I don't think about that enough. Like, I definitely knew it, but it's just so British. I think he's the father of her children. That tracks. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> so it wasn't like they were just married for like a hot second. No, they were like, like in a relationship. Divorce. They were like a thing. They were like a Hollywood power couple who live abroad. Right. Um, anywho, and so that came out. Um, well, just went wide like yeah. two weeks ago or ten days ago or so. Um, but it is a, as I said, it's a, an odyssey about two young soldiers who are tasked with, um, I'm bad at war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're I'm crossing really no man's land to this. get to a different front, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Trenches. Um, because they, yes. And because they need, want to, uh, deli- they need to deliver a message to call off an attack because, uh, the Germans have set them up for a trap. 
Yes. And so uh, the big thing about this movie is that it is uh, it looks as though it is one continuous shot. Yes. Um, that's kind of the case, with the exception that at one point uh, the main character, played by the love of my life, George McKay, Ooh, gets kind of love like your life. Well, I mean, I'm about to put Darcy on blast when we start talking about George McKay, so we can just keep moving. <laughs> why? What does Darcy think about him? Darcy loves him, pie? but he yeah. falls into a very specific, uh, I would say, overarching group of guys that are Darcy's type, which she describes as string beans. And so the second he walked on screen, she she like turned to me. She's like, "That's a beam." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Yeah, I got it. He's pretty much like the dictionary definition of what she means when she says she's into string beans. So, oh, okay. Little yeah. skinny boys who are like <laughs> six feet tall. <laughs> I, uh, who look like they would be, right. they would play in, you know, some sort of military. They'd like be wearing a uniform. Right. Capacity. Uniforms is a huge part of it. She denies that that's the only type that she's into but she does say almost every guy that she's into is a string bean and so she has qualifiers that there's like there's a bean personality a bean face and a bean body and you have to have two of the three but there's some like hot priest who has bean face bean personality not bean body but he still counts Mm, okay well Should we just phone in Darcy and sh- that can be the theme of this episode? She could just tell us I don't us think about- she would be as forthcoming about this information to public as I am. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, so they're trying to deliver a message to mm-hmm. the other uh, young army guy's brother yep. uh, who... I didn't know who Richard Madden was going to be. And then when the guy was like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to, I have to go meet up with my brother. It's my brother. I'm like, I mean, they like kind of look alike. They have like yeah. similar jaws, you know. They they're... were both in Game of Thrones, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that might work. I, I mean, thought Richard... it was very, <laughs> if, imagine if I was like, oh, we have to go meet up with my older sister. She looks just like me. It's Margot mm-hmm. Robbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I can believe that they're brothers. So Richard Madden's obviously the hotter brother. And so when they finally, obviously. spoiler alert. I'd stop the podcast if I were you. We're gonna spoil this movie or this TV show. But there's still something you can do. I'd stop the podcast if I were you. They f- finally do get <laughs> to meet up with Richard Madden. And I like basically like smacked Micah because I was like so excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was nice to see Richard Madden for like a full two minutes. That right. was it. It was like a two hour, it's a two hour long movie and you get to see Richard Madden's blue eyes for like two minutes. So, um, I mean, I gave the movie five stars so or at least four. Yeah. I, Darcy and I were also playing a game where anytime a guy on, who walked on screen was like cuter than the last guy that you acknowledged as cute, you would poke each other. But we just both poked each other when the hot priest was on, aka Andrew Scott. And then we just both poked each other when... Richard Madden showed up. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Not a lot. There, but anyway, we should talk a... about the actual movie. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of plot. You kind of already explained it. They're crossing yeah. no man's land, going through a war zone to try to deliver a message. It all looks as if it's one shot. There's drama and trauma and gross things happen. And, and it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked it. I thought that it was very moving. Um, I was, I and, and this is a question I have for you, but I think that the one continuous shot really worked on me because, like, you felt like you were, like, in the trenches with him, you know? Like, you felt like you were a part of this journey, and I was so invested in the two of them and then just the one of them making it to the final destination because you're like Mm -hmm. you're seeing all of this shit that they're going through just to deliver this message um and so I thought that the one continuous shot just like really kept me in it 
I think that if it had more scene transitions, it would probably, you know, maybe make me a little bit bored or just like start thinking about other things and just remove me from the film and the storyline a bit. But I guess my question to you is, do you think that the one continuous shot aspect is gimmicky or do you think Mm -hmm. like it actually worked? I think it's hard to say because... I do think it justifies its existence, you know, like I think it is so interesting and it does make the whole thing feel like a slog that Mm -hmm. it's effective. It's hard to say. I mean, I do think it's kind of a gimmick. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, no, I pretty much had no interest in this. And then there was a featurette where they're like, Roger Deakins shot this all as if it's one shot. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of demands your attention, you know? But in the same way, like, you could say, like, you were, it's not like you were looking for the seams, but I, I, there were some times where I was like, oh, I bet that was a cut in my head, which is insufferable. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, it's the same, it's kind of the same thing as like the Irishman with the, with the technology, the de-aging, you know, you're, once you hear people talk about this thing and you know that it's not real, so you're automatically going to be like, well, I wonder if I can kind of see where some of the spots of, you know, lack of transition or difficulties are, um, and that can kind of take it away from you. I don't know if, you know, it's hard to say since we don't have a version that isn't continuously shot. Um, you know, we can't like compare them side by side. I think like considering Roger Deakins is an amazing cinematographer and the performances are also great that it would still work, but Mm -hmm. I wonder if it would have made as much money or as much noise. That's the thing is like, this is what people are considering to be the front runner for Mm -hmm. the Oscars. After it won the PGAs. Yeah, but so it it is kind of interesting to think about. Like, is this because people are like, I want to go see this because it was shot in such a way, or is it because of the like merits of the movie itself, like the storyline and the acting? I mean, well, I, I think feel the like acting there's... was very good. I think it kind of makes me upset and question why George McKay isn't getting any real recognition. And mm-hmm. I think that's just because it's like too late of an award season push to do acting, mm-hmm. but he's so good at it. He, he is really good. Like but I also, fuck up. I also think part of it is that like everyone like sees it. They're like, it's good. But I think everyone's mm-hmm. takeaway, like someone in our office who like is not a huge movie person left. And the next day at work, I was like, what'd you think? And he was like, I thought the, is it cinematography? Is that what is good? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone takes away that that is the takeaway. And I, it's one of those things where you're always worried that like, I mean, not to keep talking about the Oscars, <laughs> but like people will be like, well, we'll give Parasite best original or best foreign film. It'll definitely get that. And then mm-hmm. you don't feel like you need to like, you know, widen the other categories but then also as we have said how many fucking best (laughs) or best male actors are there or lead actors are there this year in the conversation so it would have to have been a quieter year i think i think that if uh if it was someone who was a little more well known i think they would have probably made a lead actor push yeah. Or, the or if it was McKay last year. <laughs> yeah. The other thing um, is, I mean, it's been like this is having a very big, uh, like it's like a very late game push, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if it had come out much earlier in the season and he had kind of been going around like on the round tables and the pictures, like yeah. since he was such an unknown, they weren't inviting him to that stuff before anyone saw the movie. And by the time everyone did see the movie, I mean like – It was basically done, you know. Yeah, which is also a great time to point out that uh, just because awards voters don't really recognize him, Twitter has been. And I was rereading an article last week that was from earlier in 2019. And he talks about how, like, he um, 
you know, the like last like four or five movies he's done have been female directors and how mm-hmm. like he personally like reflected and thought to himself, like, I don't know if I see that there's this big problem with a lack of diversity, um, both racially and gender. And then he was like, but that's because like it all works in my favor. And so I'm like, God, George McKay. Yeah, that, I mean, I, that article really knocked me off <laughs> my feet. <laughs> I'm just like do you want to like marry me yeah. maybe <laughs> maybe uh marry oh, no. me? how old just is like he? 28 uh, something I, like that i looked it up i would yeah. like to marry <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i really liked 1917 i'm looking forward to seeing it again with family um i think we've already talked about that i think it's just like i said i i love a movie that moves me emotionally like i was crying a ton in the movie Movie. just like more like moves me okay uh i cried quite a bit because i you know i i wanted them to succeed and i felt like i could really feel like the stakes and the emotional turmoil and just like i do not know how people in the military do what they do like this is just like watching a movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I could never, I could never even no, like unfucking fathomable to I me. Could, if Sam Mendes was like, hey, Lauren Noriega, I would love for you to be in this movie. I would love for you to have this George McKay role. I would not even be able to pull that off because no. I'm like, I don't want to no. be like dirty and like crawling around and like that shot of him running, like you have this sprint and all that stuff's happening behind you. What yeah. if I run slowly and then the explosion gets me? Yeah, I don't know. Well, in the that scene of him running at the very mm. end when he's at the other front, he yeah. falls at one point. Right. And that was just like an accident. Like that right. just like you know, and they, they he kept going with it and so they kept shooting and I think it probably makes it a bit more realistic. If uh, I fall down, my day's over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? It. Like every aspect of it, I'm like, no, when it couldn't do that, couldn't do that, not strong enough for that. Like I'm like I like to think of myself as being like fairly physical fit, physically fit, and I'm like I could not do a fraction of this, and this is acting. This is not even a real fucking war. No, like, I mean, how whenever do people, people like in the military do this, whenever well, people like goof about the draft, I'm like the whatever bugler would start playing at like 5 a.m. and I'd be like, no, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely uh, fucking not. Uh, it takes a certain type of person, and I'm glad clearly it it's not either. Not us. me. <laughs> me, the person who was like too tired to like wake up from her nap to this just turn on my computer, to me, and I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's 1917. Do you have any other thoughts on it? No, I think he's a cutie. I would like to kiss. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. That's the tagline of this podcast. I think he's a cutie. I would like, I would to, like kiss. to kiss. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good. I think it was. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite out of this crop, but I have been known to say I would be happy if it won. Uh, it's my favorite out of the trio we're talking today. But uh, oh, it's probably my favorite of those two. But. I think I put it in my top ten. So by our episode from like two weeks ago, three weeks ago is now outdated but that's well okay. yeah but like uh, why don't they release movies in the year that they're released you know like what the fuck honestly <laughs> uh i mean we could have seen it in new york when it was playing at one of it was playing at two uh, two theaters so yeah well we were really uh, busy two of the motoring through theaters. season two of entourage so that was <laughs> yeah, never I mean, an option couldn't be bothered <laughs> um okay so next you want to talk ford versus ferrari yeah room room cars Vroom, vroom, cars. <laughs> Matt Damon, Christian sunglasses. Bale. Sunglasses. Yeah. Some sunglasses, definitely. It's been a while uh, since I've seen these last two now, so yeah, it, everything's going off the rails. We had a good tight 30 in here, and now the last half of this pod's going to be vroom, vroom, cars. <laughs> yeah. It has been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, it's about... <laughs> I got it. I got it. Let me do it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. You remember the names and everything? Because I fucking don't. (laughs) Yeah. Carol Shelby. (laughs) 
yes, is correct. Matt Damon. Correct. And Ken Miles is Christian mm. Bale. Boom. Um, and so they are a car manufacturer and a race car driver, respectively. And they are, well, I was gonna, they're Americans. I guess Ken is British, but they live in America. And the Ford Motor Company decides that it wants to make a car that will beat Ferrari in the... Mm-hmm. Le Mans race, 24-hour Le yeah. Mans. It's 42, right. right? Or wait, 24? How many hours 24. is Le 24-hour Le Mans. it's only 24. Right, it's 24. <laughs> it's been, if it's not, you know, <laughs> fuck it, we're going live. I think it's 24 hours. Anyway, it's a car race in France, and <laughs> they, they want to build a car and have a driver that can beat Ferrari. So... That's the premise, and yes, we both Correct. saw it. Thoughts? It's twenty four hours. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, you did. You really nailed it. Uh, so I saw it. I, uh, as well documented on this very podcast, I was not really that excited to see it because I thought it was just such a dude movie. Mm. I mean, it was like, it's fine. I just like don't particularly find it to be as interesting um I don't really care much about cars I don't really care much about racing um there wasn't like a lot of emotional polls either like I guess Christian Bale plays a dad so that could kind of like get like pull at my heartstrings a little bit but like <laughs> I just and don't also, understand your, your your obsession with things making you feel sad it's not that <laughs> I, I want to feel sad I just want to be moved like I just watched it and I was like yeah I mean cool sunglasses and like I wish we would have gotten to see like more of France and not just like the racetrack well that's um, what's important yeah, so... It's not about Europe. This is a movie about Merck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm tired. which is another <laughs> subject I love, too. Right. Um, I did actually start listening to a podcast that's about uh, Ferrari. Oh. Um, and by that, I mean I listened to one episode and then was like, I don't know, these hosts are kind of annoying. <laughs> I don't think I need to listen to this. And one. also, and you just said you don't care about cars. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> that about probably cars, doesn't help. So. No, uh, I like I try sometimes, you know, um, but it was like it was one of those movies where like I saw it before it came out before Thanksgiving and yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, that was fine. Like, I don't really need to see it again. And then I got home to North Carolina and I was like, oh, I bet my dad wants to see that. Yeah. But I don't really want to see it. And so sorry, dad, but he, we didn't go see it again. Um, <laughs> instead, we saw Knives Out. Knives yeah, Out I mean, and Family. It's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, it's a perfectly good movie. I mean, it shot well. Um, I think that there were, like, some of the landscapes were very beautiful. It was, like, all um, shot during Golden Hour, it seemed. Yes. Um, which, you know, I, I liked that. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was yeah. a good time. I did. My lack of knowledge about cars showed because by the time we actually got to the race, and they kept calling it the twenty-four race hour race level, and then he doesn't actually have to be in the car for twenty-four hours. He can do like oh, shifts yeah. on and off. And then I was like, oh, this. Is, <laughs> I mean, it's still impressive, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just in a car for twenty-four hours. Which I recognize now. Back. You'd probably get deep vein thrombosis, but you know, it's still. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a different thing than 1917, but I definitely couldn't even race cars. Uh, what about when it starts <laughs> raining? Like, I can't race cars. I'm 100% not going to race cars for 24 hours. When it starts raining, I was so visibly stressed. I was like, oh my God, something's going to happen. That racetrack has to be so slick. In the How dark, are they not like in like the <sighs> 50s or 60s, whenever this took place, yeah. the lights weren't that good. Whenever no. he would show from first person, I'm like, how can he see fucking anything? <laughs> no, he can't. It's like, it's a... He just has oh, to know God. the track, Nor. He just got us to know the track. Uh, you just, like, feel it in your, <laughs> your bones, you know? Yeah. Um, I am... I'm surprised, but I'm also kind of happy that neither Christian Bale nor 
Matt Damon got any sort of acting noms because I, I figured surprised. they would. Take I up thought some Christian spots. Bale was in it because every, like they they love him, but uh, you know uh, Antonio got in there, so <laughs> nice. Fuck yeah, Antonio <laughs> Banderas. I will um, say big year for Noah Jupe. Who yeah. plays Ken he's Miles' child? He's so fucking child. cute. He's like, really cute. Like he's like adorable. You know. Yeah, you want to tousle his hair, don't you? I just, really. Like, I just want to rub his like... little head and be like, "All right, get to school, idiot." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I want to just be like my little brother. Be like, "Come on, get out yeah, of he here." Has, he has big time little brother vibes. <laughs> yeah, he does. A, his little curly hair is so cute because yeah, he was also in Honey Boy. Yes. Playing a young. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, basically shia but not quite <laughs> young lucas hedges <laughs> oh he grew up to be lucas hedges oh, strange yeah um but yeah so ford versus ferrari yep uh i mean it, like i said it was fine i think i probably gave it like three and a half maybe four stars but i think if i gave it four it's more of like a three seven five um i mean i liked it fine but like yeah. again i i don't have any interest in seeing it again it's just and that's not, not like to say there's so anything wrong with it i just like truly don't care right i would probably be more <laughs> inclined to watch like documentaries about the real people miles right. and shelby I, I have no interest in that <laughs> why would i want to there's a glossy fun version <laughs> with like handsome movie stars yeah with like handsome okay. guys and aviators when did they film sorry this? wayfarers do you know when they filmed this no fucking idea i can't keep well, track of christian bale's weight gain and well that was that was my question was like, it's exhausting he is so skinny in this and right. i'm sure it was like right hot off of vice Right. And so he dropped probably like half of his body size. Who's to say? It's exhausting to think about. <laughs> Honestly, I worry about Christian Bale sometimes. And I do I'm like, too. this is why he's like a rageaholic. Right. This is why he like notoriously gets in fights on set. <laughs> if he's I like was either eating 20,000 calories or 200 a day. <laughs> Yeah, he's either hungry or he's, like, so, so fucking full that he's, like, I don't have time for you people. My stomach is feels like it's about to explode. I just get, like, aren't you at the point? Like, I understand that. Like, I mean, he's a very good actor. He suffers for his art. But, like, I feel like he's at a point now where he's established enough to where he could just take roles that are in whatever weight he feels comfortable at, you know? Like, yeah. he can just pump the brakes and, like, pick and choose what he wants to do based on being, like, a, I don't know, 220-pound man. I have no idea how much Christian is. I don't know. He looks much. skinny and He was really short. skinny He's in this very one, but gaunt. I don't even know. If he was choosing how much he would weigh, what would that be? If he just, like, went to normal, what would that even be? I have well, no idea. That's kind of like with Matthew McConaughey. Like, I feel like he's never come back from Dallas Fires Club. He he seems wiry. Yeah. Yeah. His face is, like, so skeletal. I don't know. He was never really, like, I don't know. Well, it's just in no the idea. face mostly, but. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Who's to say? Seems exhausting. Can't keep track of my own shit. <laughs> I mean, so here, this, the, the theme of this episode are things that I could never do. So number one, I could never be in the military. Number two, I could never drive race cars. <laughs> number three, I could never lose copious amount or gain copious amounts of weight just In the 18 job. months that Christian Bale gained and then lost, gained 100, probably, lost 120, I think I've fluctuated within a 10-pound radius at oh, most. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, like, for me, it's, you know, detrimental. And for him, it's like, oh, well, just another Here's Tuesday Here's a fucking Oscar. Yeah, he, well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe if maybe if the stakes for us are a little different. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I think I think I could, like, get myself in. Well, The stakes okay. are high at war, and I'd still be mad at that, Nor. <laughs> True. Well, this is more of a, we have to remember that Christian Bale has a physical trainer, a personal trainer. This is he has true. a chef. This podcast uh, is about the limitation of the, the limitations of the hosts. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I have a lot. But I think that if I have if like I a trainer a and a and chef. Trainer, and that was like, I mean, like there's probably months at a time where his job is to gain or lose weight, you know? Yeah. Like if that's your number one priority, maybe you could do that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't. I have animals to feed. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't. I work in corporate America. That's I sit at a desk. But I am going hours. to a candlelight yoga class where I'll probably fall asleep. So that should probably really help get me to a Christian Bale status. Honestly, if it makes you feel better, we'll be sleeping at the same time because the second this is over, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, let's Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> okay, so wait, what did you what did you give for versus Ferrari? I think I also gave it a four. I liked it a lot. Um it's probably more of a true four for me than a 3.75. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so well, the cars that go vroom vroom. That, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the hard thing with my rating system is like I a 3.5 is kind of what I give a lot of things, but I recognize mm-hmm. that like Ford versus Ferrari is a good movie. So I'm like, it should get a little bit more for the fact that it's a good movie and not just be solely on if I liked it or not. Right, but so. like this is why you can't look too closely at anyone's ratings. <laughs> yeah. The logic falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then another movie I gave a four, which I also am like, eh, whatever about, is The Irishman. The Irishman. The last you- one that we haven't talked about, really. Um, so this one is a lot harder to explain than the last two. I guess we can make it simple, but it's over the course of years and years and years of a, uh, house painter for the Italian mob, AKA a hitman, um, Mm -hmm. named Frank Sheeran. So De Niro's playing an Irishman from the title. Uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, I think I heard you paint houses is a better title. And the movie opens with <laughs> Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, I Heard... Or no, it doesn't even say The Irishman. It just, like, the title card in the movie just says, I Heard You Paint Houses, at least in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, that's a dope name. And that's the name of the book, too. And then they never do a title yeah. card for The Irishman, at least in theaters. Um, I'll have to watch it on Netflix and double-check that. But I remember thinking that was a dope title, and they didn't go with it. They went with The Irishman, which I think is a little generic. Okay. <sighs> Anyway, so it goes through uh, him kind of getting involved with the mafia and building relationships with different members and also Jimmy Hoffa, who's played by Mm -hmm. Al Pacino. Um, His main Mm -hmm. mob friend is Russell Buffalino, played by Joe Pesci, Mm -hmm. and Harvey Keitel is also there. Uh, (laughs) And... They all they all have little uh, backdoor dealings and kind of working out with the Teamsters Union, and it's kind of a long drama, and it goes into the late years of Frank Sheeran's life, and I think everyone kind of views it as Martin Scorsese looking back and being like, you know, I I made Goodfellas, which is one of the definitive mob movies, and like, look how fun and sexy it is. But in real life, it wouldn't be that sexy, and you'd isolate your family members, and people would hate you forever, and you'd kill people, and maybe never get over it because you killed your best friend. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, life is I long think... and sad, and Martin Scorsese says so. <laughs> yeah, and we choose to believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I also, while we're speaking of things I couldn't do, be in the mob. <laughs> Seems stressful. Uh, I have anxiety. <laughs> I think of all the things that we've talked about today, maybe the mob might be the one thing that I could fuck with. Like, actively? No, I just want to be, I want to be, like, in the family. Yeah. I, I mean, I have want, you watched The Sopranos? Actively be in the mob, though. <laughs> No, I would just be stressful. like one of the wives, like making a shit ton of pasta. <sighs> I would never want to be. I just brought myself women back like fifty years with that yeah. statement. I'll be well, at home I was just making say, pasta I would while my to... husband is killing people. I was just about to say, I would never home, want to be like, pigeonholed into one food group. I would want to just seen make the one Sopranos. Cuisine. 
I have seen some of, but not all, and I have not sat down and watched in any sort of continuous fashion. I have seen episodes here and there based on guys I've dated. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I've seen all of The Sopranos. It took me some time. Um, So I I don't... I knew going into this that I wasn't really going to connect with this movie. Um, I don't know if maybe, like, mom movies are just, like, aren't really for me. I've never seen Goodfellas. Um, I no like reason why it just like has never really presented itself which is kind of crazy to say since it's like one of the most like iconic movies in film history um but i think just like i was overwhelmed to start this movie Mm -hmm. knowing how long it was going to be and i basically just like sat on my couch and uh, I think I was like cooking like I basically allowed myself to get really distracted so I did not give it a fair chance I really should probably watch it again I really um, do think you'd like it if you like yeah. really sat down with I, it I, like I understand Pesci. the I understand the need to multitask especially when you're here uh, or when you're here I mean at home you know yeah uh, I should give it another shot. Maybe like a long play ri- plane ride would be great for it. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have too much to say about it besides I don't think that any of the awards buzz around it is surprising. I think for the longest, for a good while, we thought that they would be the front runner for a lot of things. And they're surprisingly not really winning much at all. I just feel like like the Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are like canceling out each other's buzz in a weird way. Like yeah. East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> like, uh, and then everyone's just kind of being like, oh, what about The Latecomer? Or what about Parasite? Like with mm-hmm. everything so, I mean, this doesn't really track because of the Joker, but I feel like things are so like narratives move so quickly to where like mm-hmm. at the point you're like well it's a three and a half hour Martin Scorsese movie like yeah we're gonna nominate it but like I'm not that interested in like you know the whole thing and I think there were they missed out on a lot of like technical awards that they could have gotten nominated for um mm-hmm. they still got a lot of I mean Pacino and Pesci got in there so but I think some of those were just like okay and then we'll put them in there and I, I wouldn't well, yeah, be Yeah, especially because, like, Joe Pesci really, he doesn't really act that much anymore. Oh, and Joe so Pesci's it was so like, too. yeah, and it was like just kind of a really big deal that he was going to be in this. And it's like, it's an iconic cast, uh, iconic director. It's a good story. Like, it's, it really is probably working for most people. Um, that's why I'm like, I really need to give it another shot. Just because I feel like I would like it more than I did. Not to say yeah. I disliked it. I just like I can't even have like a fully fleshed out opinion on it because I really don't think I like got the full picture. Yeah, I mean like Ray really Romano's it in it. Chance. I love Ray Romano. So Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, he's, he's fun. Cute. In it. I would like to kiss. <laughs> mm, I would not like to kiss, but I think him I would and like Rose Byrne are really cool. Yeah, me too. They're like a fun, fun celebrity couple. They are a really fun celebrity couple. But yeah, so what what did you think about the de-aging technology? Because that was kind of like the biggest buzz surrounding it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's kind of the same thing like I was saying with 1917. Um, you, like, I mean, by the time you kind of let it wash over you and they get older it kind of just settles in. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. like pulled out just a clip from like Robert De Niro at the beginning of the movie when he's supposed to be like, I mean, I don't know, like in his thirties or like 40, maybe like we know Mm -hmm. that that's not what Robert De Niro looked like when he was in his thirties. So like, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would fall for that, but I think it does work fine. It does feel like time is passing. I did leave the movie having no concept for how old any of those three men look at all anymore. 
Like, because you see, like, it ends with Robert De Niro being really old. And I was like, wait, mm. how old is Robert De Niro in real life? Yeah, What's what does he look, he like, look like today? I know that, like, this is all wonky, but I actually can't tell when in the movie we hit where he wasn't being de-aged at all. Because <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> um and especially, yeah. I mean, Joe Pesci. One thing that... Because also we don't see Joe Pesci a lot anymore, like you said. Yeah. Um, one thing that I remember reading when this was coming out was that it's, yes, there's the tech to make them look younger with their face, but that, you know, their movements and stuff like that had to reflect their ages. And yeah. um, that's something that, like, that's... the technology... That's the actors. And so I think yeah. that's kind of a cool thing to think about is just that people on set were like, there was a visible difference between like the younger De Niro and like an, a slightly older one. Like they just were able to manipulate their facial expressions and how they moved their body to more reflect the age that they were at, which I, that's I what think I the think body was really stuff- cool. And I actually think some of the body stuff is kind of weaker because when he's playing young, like at one point he, spoiler alert, he's a hitman, shoots someone and he's kind of hunched mm-hmm. over and then like kind of scurries away. And I was like, that kind of looks like an old man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it might have just been <laughs> a younger man with a backache, but it's, I think it would be, I mean, like there's only so fast that a man in his 60s or 70s, however old they are, can like stand up quickly or sit down quickly or get moving. I mean, you saw yeah. me stand up and sit down just to record the podcast. In all fairness, I'm going all the way to the ground. And there is some struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if I were 18, it would have been a lot easier. So yeah. uh, I think there were some limitations just in the fact that they weren't they took older men and made them younger if they had been younger men and then acted the older parts maybe a little more believable but it's harder to turn the clock back the other way (laughs) yeah so de niro and pesci are both 76 and then al pacino is 79 damn so i'm all thrown i have no idea it's very old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> but then at the very end, he like looks very old, and you're like, "Well, how old is he supposed to be in in the movie even now?" And they have very clear timelines. I just wasn't paying attention to it because I don't like to count. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Do you think this anyway. is the best Martin Scorsese you've seen? ever oh, no because i'm such a dumb slut for wall street you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think it's very interesting for him to kind of like go back to like basically reevaluate you know what he was saying in goodfellas and kind of do a different thing and mm-hmm. i think it's very well done it's great acting and it's very interesting um i mean like the big narrative out of this year is kind of like Tarantino kind of did something that's like looking back on uh you know a Hollywood guy's career and seeing you know where he can find value and I think Scorsese is kind of doing a similar thing which it's an interesting like psychological thing but um but no I kind of like the sexier ones (laughs) yeah that's fair uh, I think that we both also just love and respect Martin Scorsese because we do He's just out there trying to help young up-and-coming directors and storytellers get their story out. Also, he's like the cutest old man I've ever seen. I was just about to say a short king, and I really had to hold myself back because I hated it for me. I mean, he's not a <laughs> string Hunter bean, Harris. but he's a cutie pie. He's like a little lima bean. Oh, God. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, I just want to like give him a hug. You know? Yeah. I would also like to hug. Would like to hug. He's cute. Uh, would like to hug. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other thoughts on any of the three of the Irishmen? No, I, I can't believe we went this long. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might have to trim out some of the beginning part when we're just fucking rambling. Uh, but only time will tell on that one. Um, but yeah, so what what's your pick for best picture? 
I'm staying with Parasite, even yeah. though I think it might be 1917. But I want it to be Parasite, so I'm going Parasite. I want it to be Parasite. Uh, I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I didn't love it as much as I did the six times I saw it over the summer. <laughs> um, so, Do you think it's just because you saw it six times before or because now you've seen all the other things? I think it's because I saw it so many times that I was yeah. like – I was and like then very, now it's like kind of like a stale choice. Like you're like, but what about the fun new choices? Like I've only seen yeah. 1971 once. <laughs> well, and I was also like introducing it. So I was just, so I was like, okay, well, like, you know, you, like I was a little worried that. He right. And you like weren't it. responding to my texts, which like it was fine. <laughs> you know, I had like I made it through. text messages by the time the movie was over. Okay. 52. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe like full respect for like not for like turning your phone off basically, <laughs> putting your yeah. phone away. Like you yeah. were hanging up and hanging out and I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did feel I felt a little badly once uh the movie was done. I looked down at my phone and I was like, Oh my goodness, great. Just saying you can't watch a three hour movie and then just leave me out here in the world alone, unsupported. Yeah. Well, sorry. It worked out. It's all fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my dignity is in the goddamn toilet, but we don't have to get into that today. Yeah. Uh, well, you got a any- kitten. Yeah. One, I do need to go feed my cat. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to recommend? No, I was going to say my recommend. I finished, I watched season two of Sex Education. I think I liked season one better still, uh, but it was like a, a good weekend watch, so... Okay. Sure. And I'm going to recommend, uh, Niles is standing on it right now. One second. I've been reading the book, Everything We Keep. Um, it's very like Gone Girl E and Ooh. whatnot. Um, easy like chiclet. So I would say that I know for me every year, one of my New Year's resolutions is always to read more. So right. if you're looking for an easy, uh, to read but interesting book to, Read this month or whenever. It's called Everything We Keep by Carrie Lonsdale. Beautiful. So, yeah. All right. Well, Meg, this has been incredible. It's been an honor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was a slam dunk. Uh, I feel like we really just nailed it. Best episode and now, yet. Now everyone knows about all of the movies that are nominated for oscars so you have no excuses uh about not being excited for the academy awards correct all right talk to you next time Bye. bye She had a baby, bird of lady, directing little women, were eagle-eyed, cinephiles, and they skipped the last black man, Aquafina. We love to see you lying to your grand. They robbed Lorene, but J Lo's with me. Pole dancers take down the man. Smart geeks for Caitlin Deves. Wish more tickets had been sold. Eddie's come back. He made us laugh. It's not that hard. You all got brass. And the he made his stand Saying this is how I win The 
was on So was song And we still know their day will come Yet they confirm our fears Crying tears No our paths here Only pew Fuck the academy As I say loudly Slowly Was Joker a silent financer? This can't be the only way sure your final answers recount the ballots right away I thought Glasgow might be winning I thought this be a better day Follow us on social media. Follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.